It's God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. Often in Scripture, we find the topic of money and possessions. Jesus said that where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. God desires for His children to be wise stewards of all that He has entrusted in our care. Let's listen in as we learn biblical sound principles from God's Word. Here is Pastor Wilkerson. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm honored to share these moments with you wherever you may be listening. I pray that something said would bring grace to grow your Christian life, your confidence in God, your knowledge of the Scripture, and maybe some things that would help us as we continue to honor the Lord Jesus Christ until He comes from heaven to receive us. We're talking about the topic of finances, and obviously it's very personal. It's very personal. It's a, it's a heart matter. Where our treasure is, our heart be also. It really strongly affects our thinking, our feeling, and our desires. It's our mind, our will, and emotion are very much swayed by money. And uh, 1,800 times they say in the Bible that money and possessions are mentioned because God knew that about us. And uh, he has uh, incorporated that into every one of our lives. Every one of us think about money every day, and I can think about uh, uh, how I thought about it this morning already, and I'm sure you can as well. But uh, God has principles laid out, and I do not pretend to be an authority in this area, but there are some things that I feel like that if I understand uh, from the Scriptures and get on the same page, if you're married, you want to be on the same page with God, with your spouse on this area. In the church work, I think uh, you cannot pastor a church without addressing money on multiple uh, fronts every day. You'd think about your own finances. You think about the finances of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So thinking uh, with the mindset of the Lord, I think, is very important. I'm sure there are hundreds and thousands of principles. Oftentimes when I meet with uh, couples on premarital counseling, I'll ask them, to each find 10 different principles or verses from the book of Proverbs that deal with finances. It's so easy because it's full of it. A book of wisdom talks so much about financial management. I want to share with you eight principles that have kind of helped me uh, just to look at finances. I learned some of these through books, I'm sure, and through teaching and preaching of other people. But but, uh, there are eight things that kind of surface Uh, in my heart, in my mind, uh, regarding finances. The first thing is that God is the source. God is the source of all things that we have. Of course, that classic verse in the book of James in chapter 1, where the Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the above, from Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, near shadow of turning. I think in context, that's speaking of the scriptures. God brought the scriptures from above. As a rain comes down, the snow comes down from heaven, so his word comes down from him and is without change. However, the principle that everything we have comes from God is very applicable. In Proverbs, uh, the Bible tells us that that uh, he is the one who manages all that is, and, and everything we have comes from him. But the book of Psalms, verse number 24, the Bible says, The earth is the Lord, the fullness of the world, and all they that dwell therein. Job, the oldest book of our Bible, in chapter 41, verse number 10, he said, Everything that's under the heavens is mine. God claims ownership. 
In Haggai 2.8, the Bible says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Everything God claims ownership of. When we get saved, of course, we see the classic teaching of the Apostle Paul to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. He says to them, he said, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and it's of God, and your body and your spirit belong to the Lord. He said it belongs to God. God claims ownership of your body. He claims ownership of our children. He said children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Uh, that is what God says. So I really just think that in our mindset, we must understand our first foundational principle of finances is that everything is God's. He is the owner. And that would only make me a steward or a manager. I own nothing. Now, I can say that's my car, or that's my house, or come over to my place. But the truth of the matter is, I don't own anything. I am a manager in this lifetime. And I think that's a foundational principle. Uh, when you think you own something, then you'll do what you want to do with it. But when you understand you're managing it for God, and I think the greatest Christians in the world understand, number one, God is the owner. And that makes me a manager. I should consult him about everything I do. And I should obey him in the commands he obviously gives regarding my finances that I have responsibility over and the possessions. I think that's probably one of the key principles. Number one, God is the source. That makes me an owner. And, uh, and excuse me, that makes me a manager and not an owner. I remember very vividly years ago, I was sitting on a side street in Long Beach, California. And uh, where I was sitting, I had my Bible on the steering wheel. I had some commentaries on my seat. It was a beautiful day. And I was parked on the side of the street. And in front of me was an industrial building to the right. And I, uh, I sat there and I was reading the Bible, preparing for a service that I was going to preach in the upcoming time. And, and a, a pickup truck pulled in front of me and, and it was a beautiful pickup truck. And, and, but I just, I just did, I just looked up over my Bible, saw him there and the man got out and he unloaded some tools into a garage of that industrial building. He pulled out some golf clubs and put them inside the building. And then he came around to his truck and he observed that someone had keyed his truck. Someone had taken their car key and just went up and down the side of his truck. And that man began to go irate. He began looking at that. He began swearing. He began looking around, finding out who did this to his truck. And I saw it. I saw what he was getting upset with. And he started saying, who, who tore up my truck? Hey, somebody keyed my truck. And he began saying out loud, there was no one else to hear him yell, but, but me. And I was, I was probably about, uh, I don't know, 20 yards away. And I was sitting there reading my Bible and, and I'm listening to him say, who did this? I only got about 150 miles on my brand new truck. I just gave 35,000. What? Who did this? He's looking around and he spots me. And he starts running up to my car. And I was nervous because he was irate. And he didn't blame me. He said, 
did you see anybody come by while I was putting my stuff in the in the I said, no, sir, I didn't see anybody. Anybody walking? Did you see anyone? I said, no, sir, I'm sorry. And he began to tell me the same thing. I just bought my truck. It's brand new. I only have 150 miles. I can't believe this happened. Who, what kind of jerk would have done this? And, oh, he goes, I got to find him. I got to know where this happened. And he began going ballistic. Well, I was nervous. But you know what I found out? That guy understood that truck belonged to him. <laughs> it was his truck. And it was personal. I heard Jonathan Edwards one time, a man rode up to him furiously on a truck, on a horse and, and told him as he finished a meeting, tonight, Mr. Edwards, your house is burning. It's burned down. And he said, oh, no, that's not my house. That's the Lord's house, but I'll get to it. We'll find out how he wants to handle it. Well, you know the truth of the matter, the difference of these two men, whether that was Jonathan Edwards or maybe it could have been Charles Wesley. I can't remember. It was one of our, one of our years of go, uh, great men of God. But, you know, he realized everything belonged to him. I'll never forget the night I got off of uh, the phone with the San Jose coroner's office. As the coroner began to tell me on the wee hours of August the 16th, 2008, he described to me an accident that had taken place up on the um, Pacheco Pass in Gilroy, California. He told me that a car flipped over and the driver is not hurt. The man in the back is not hurt. But unfortunately, Mr. Wilkerson, your son sustained fatal injuries. I will never forget those words. It just, it hurt me. So I knew there was something wrong because we could not get a hold in the, of anyone to give us answers. The, Chicago, the California Highway Patrol was not responding. They were saying, We've, there's been an accident. Yes, we can't tell you what's going on. We'll let you know more later. And then the coroner called and said that our son was with the Lord. I remember getting off the phone and Linda looked into my eyes in the hallway of our home there at 2670 Magnolia Avenue in Long Beach, California. And she says, Tyler's gone, isn't he? He's dead, isn't he, John? And I said, Linda, yes. The Lord's chosen to take him home. I remember hearing that and contemplating several things. My mind went back to standing in the Kaiser Community Hospital in Belfort, California in 1991 on February the 27th, whenever he was born. And the following day, I remember holding Tyler beside Linda and sitting on the side of the bed and telling the Lord, God, I can't believe you made me a dad. I can't believe you made Linda mom. We're so honored you gave us this child. And we understand this child belongs to you. We wanted to be used of you. We want you to save him at a young age. And he did save him on his 10th birthday in his Christian school classroom in the fourth grade. But we want him to be used by you. And Lord, if for some reason you'd ever take him home to be with you, we're going to still praise you. And we're going to realize that he was yours from the beginning. You just let us, you just let us uh, have him on loan. I did not know that that would ever happen. But you know, that day I understood that that Tyler belonged to God. And I think that's a great thing for all of us to take into consideration. God is the source. It works in finances and it works in every aspect of life. Thank you for joining us today on Grace to Grow. I pray that God would use this broadcast to be an encouragement to you in some way. Our desire is that these biblical financial principles will help you in your journey of stewardship. God has promised to supply all our needs if we seek His kingdom first. 
We hope that this series will be a blessing as you strive to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The one who gives us grace to grow.